0: jessup jong knows all the facts he has no missed list this podcast is your place for breaking news and hot takes it's the only way to wake up what's up with Jessup? do it okay so do you want
1: to do the question part first we're recording it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay um so I, I wanted to ask you like what are you doing after yes. graduation what are you up to yeah sure sure
1: so i am in korea right now and i'm in my two-week quarantine but after that ends i'll be working at a law firm for a month doing a clerkship um doing law stuff
0: <laughs> in korea in, Korean in korea law.
1: yes Wow.
0: cool and i know you are a pre-law student at hopkins sure. i'm very curious like do you have interest of doing US law and or Korean law and or sure. just international law? And if so, like, yeah. how do you become an international lawyer? How many <laughs> exams do you do? How uh, many, like, certifications? Oh how many courtrooms do you sit through? So yeah. many
1: questions. So Smith, <laughs> before we get, it, I can tell you, <laughs> you want to ask so many questions. This is great. but. So let's let's assume that this is very meta, right? Let's assume that you' you're the host of this podcast episode, right? Okay. <laughs> so please introduce what your podcast is and then we'll get, you got, you'll get to plug it and then uh, you can like introduce yourself.
0: Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Smita Mahesh and we are here with Jessup on What's Up with Jessup. Now okay. a little bit about me because if you're wondering, I'm not actually the host of this podcast. I'm actually a guest that is acting as the host. But rest assured, I am a totally sane, normal human being. I am Smeet Mahesh. (laughs) I'm a rising senior at Johns Hopkins University, majoring in philosophy, minoring in bioethics. And I work with a wonderful team on the Professionals in Health podcasting series, which is a series that focuses on exploring the careers of healthcare professionals, learning from their Careers and gaining insight and advice for the next generation of healthcare professionals.
1: Wow, that just sounds so amazing. Thank <laughs> and you, <this> is, <laughs> Thank this you this Jessup. Your, yeah, this will be your practice for being a wonderful host on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So, to introduce myself, I'm Jessup. I just graduated um, well, a few days, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, I just finished uh, my thesis in political science. I got I won an award for it (laughs) called Julius Turner for Best Thesis. It's crazy. I know. I did not know I could write. And here we are. (laughs) Wait
0: a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You became a political science major and you didn't think you could write. I think you're definitely capable. And also, what was your senior thesis?
1: Uh, So it was on North Korea. Surprise, surprise. That's the only issue (laughs) I worked on. (laughs) <laughs> so it was uh, related to public health, Samantha. You might be interested. It's mm-hmm. uh, the divide between people who try to do good for people in North Korea. Okay. One group of people trying to provide humanitarian aid to North Korea. So it's like mm-hmm. medical aid, food, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, wells, clean water, things like that. Um, those kinds of people, and they're called aid workers. And then there are people who fight for human rights saying you know people should have rights in north korea yeah. yes go ahead you're saying
0: that is that is super interesting to me because so i one of the coolest classes i took last semester um, oh yeah food um, ethics you told me. yes oh my god this class we learned a lot about trade-offs and like the situation described is so interesting because of course there's trade-offs involved with we definitely need to provide immediate urgent aid through the form of humanitarian aid workers to to fix and to and address like uh, food insecurity or healthcare needs and et cetera, et cetera. But of mm-hmm. course, it's just doing that alone is like putting a Band-Aid on top of a bursting water gallon. <laughs> like it's The Band-Aid's not going to stick too long. So of course, uh-huh. there's also the equally urgent need to talk about, well, let's look at the bigger picture. And instead of just putting a small Band-Aid, we should talk about giving people human rights because they deserve human rights and we should preserve and protect those human rights and then like it's a trade-off because you want to do the immediate causes for public health and like the public health approach but then you also have the side of talking about global security and also domestic security and then like the trade-offs of like how are you preserving people's well-being are you are you like is the aid creating like Like peace and tranquility, or is it creating more stress? Is it improving or not improving well-being of people? Mm -hmm. And oh my god! And then you you have this other (laughs) like you know sprinkling sprinkling the the politics, (laughs) and it's just (laughs) spicy hot. I'm, I'm all of a sudden describing ramen all of a sudden because like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <giant food. laughs> it's okay all of a sudden we got the soup yeah. we got the vegetables and then you put in yeah. the seasoning and then you got uh-huh. politics all sprinkled in between of it oh my god so just what did you find out at the, at the end of your thesis paper
1: <laughs> uh you, you know <laughs> it's it's something really a five-year-old could have uh, talked about <laughs> it's saying you know these two kinds of people fight with each other um mm-hmm. and so guys don't fight <laughs> Is the conclusion Don't of the fight. That, Don't that's fight. a
0: great way to end yeah. your senior thesis.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's just three takeaways, and it was just really very uh, um, intuitive things. It was just in order not to fight, guys, communicate, <laughs> <laughs> share resources, as in like sharing is caring, and you know align your interests. And so, it's it's very uh simple, um but it took me a year.
0: <laughs> I mean, you gotta. I could imagine you had to like look up information that might be hard to find was it was it hard to, was it easier or hard to find that information on north korea's like culture and economics and well-being and sure. such things
1: sure i mean uh north korea is one country that has the least amount of information that you can find <laughs> so it was it was fun time um not to mention that uh english is my second language so it's you know writing in that is kind of hard uh, yeah so that's that's been a lot of fun, um, but it seems like you're even more enthusiastic about my paper. So it's just good.
0: <laughs> I just I get so excited to like hear about what people are writing and what they're doing, uh-huh. and I totally forgot that English was your second language. Like I totally forgot about that. That's really remarkable. That's really impressive. Congratulations to you on that endeavor and all the perseverance you to go through and writing a senior thesis of all times online and during a pandemic. Nonetheless, I am sure your senior thesis has such great weight and importance and knowledge that the world needs to hear about. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Like Seriously, like even if we are in COVID-19 pandemic, Mm -hmm. people's well-being and human rights should not be neglected. They shouldn't be forgotten. Mm -hmm. All the problems we had prior to the pandemic, um, problems that affect various diverse marginalized populations are now being exacerbated in the situation of COVID-19 pandemic. And it doesn't mean we should, let's, let's throw our hands in the air. Uh, this, this is too tough a situation, you know? Uh, let's give up. We couldn't because people are still there. And the People still need things. And you know, your paper is still so important before the pandemic and after the pandemic and beyond. So props to you, Jessup.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, you're right. There's a lot of implications, right? So mm-hmm. um, you've, t- you've heard about a lot of like President Trump uh, using aid to Ukraine maybe that has been in the news a little bit um that was a really big topic and the coronavirus you know these are all topics i know <laughs> that we talk about in the paper and so um part of the paper that we we published was actually cited on wikipedia for the yes. coronavirus pandemic we yes. <laughs> <Free laughs> love yeah.
0: free wikipedia. oh my god wait wow T- yeah also tell me about this this paper you published is this separate from the senior thesis
1: yeah, but it's along the same lines. It's um, talking about you know public health and how different people look at different things. Um, the thirty-eight North um, article was just analyzing what uh, North Korea says. Uh, it, it it claims that there are zero patients uh, in North Korea. So we're we'll just saying that. that's, that's true. Or is that not true? Yeah, that was
0: yeah. pretty shocking to me.
1: Yeah. yeah, so it's it's good. Um, you know like, it seems like a very specific topic, which is uh, <laughs> humanitarian aid in North Korea. But, you know, the, the takeaway is a little bit broader where, you know, it's 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 why do human rights and humanitarian aid fight, as you mentioned in your class on food ethics? Yeah. And even broader, it's why do people fight? <laughs> why can't we just why be friends? Why do
0: people fight? Oh my yeah. God. So <laughs> I myself have been, I've been debating a lot about that question, a lot. Uh-huh. um it's been an increased uh conversation in my mind recently because yes. the pandemic brings about a lot of different sides of people some very ugly sides of people in the comment sections of facebook and i'm just like <laughs> oh my god isn't that my neighbors what are they saying <laughs> um so if you don't know uh to the yeah. listeners and jessup i'm in perry hall maryland it's in balmer uh-huh. county and uh-huh. right now balmer county is Partially open, but it's mostly reserved, and it's in the, in the stages. It has not reached phase one of opening compared to other counties in Maryland. Likewise, Baltimore City is partially open, but also very, very um, reserved in the steps they're taking forward for good reasons. Um, because it's about like making sure that case numbers don't go high up and it can't be controllable, but also to like monitor and to see like, do we have the equipment and the and all the things necessary to move on to the next phase, and when this announcement dropped of course people had very very different emotions very extreme emotions on the Uh, pro side of partially open and the other side of why did you partially open you should completely open and then (laughs) the other side of what is this this is complete this is complete baloney this you should be completely closed and Uh, hearing all these various emotions like Initially, it was frustrating. I'm like, wow, this sounds like a bunch of children. And I said, wait a minute, Sintha, It's not a bunch of children. It's a bunch of people who are frustrated for a lot of different things. And when you bring up that question of, like, why do people fight? It is also like a question we ask in philosophy. Like, people and their emotional and their emotional rage. Oh, it's, it's, it, there's one of the coolest pieces I ever read. Um, highly recommend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let, me, let me look up the title of this. I absolutely <laughs> love this piece. Hold on.
1: Yeah, you just love reading, totally. it seems.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's part of my major. It's also part of my life. You know, it could just be. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I want to make sure I, I title this correctly because this woman did a fantastic job on this.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's a time of really high polarization. And yeah. so when you say, like, why do people fight? Why do people get polarized more than ever? Um, and there are, you know, various reasons why that, that is.
0: Mm -hmm. So, okay, I did a quick Google search. and I'm not finding the exact article, but I will suggest to anybody to look Uh up a fantastic philosopher, also a very productive, (laughs) brilliant, young woman. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, not me, not me. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, there is a brilliant, productive, young philosopher named Ayesha Cherry, and she has written a lot of interesting pieces about the concept of moral anger and its relation, moral anger, and the relationship it has to racial injustice, or moral anger and its relationship to love, and uh-huh. a moral anger and its moral anger and its relationship to productivity. And yeah. I encourage anybody to look up these articles. But I'm going to talk about my reflection over reading about her. And what I realized is that people get really upset about things because, well, first off, from the surface level, people might get very upset about things because for surface level reasons, maybe displacement of frustrations, maybe because they're having difficulty communicating things. But when you look beyond the surface, and as you mentioned earlier, people get really upset about things because they're at the the core of their upsets and their angers is a value or a moral value or something that they're so driven by that they don't want to let it go. And likewise, someone else could have actually the same value like when you look at the the picture of covid-19 and the questions of to open or not to open it is still mm-hmm. a philosophical question about like the anger that people feel because at the end of the day the person that does not want to open and the person that does want to open their uh-huh. stores or their state comes from a place of i really want to preserve my health and my well-being and that core idea of health and well-being can be interpreted in very unique ways depending mm-hmm. on people's experiences depending on the perspectives that they have in the life that they live and i think that's so important to remember when we are looking at people who are extremely angry about an issue on opposing sides and not just toss it aside as like oh they they're they're immature or they're they're being riling or they're being wild it it completely invalidates the frustrations (laughs) they have Uh I've i've been a big fan of the word invalidation like like don't be invalidating people's emotions don't be evaluate Uh invalidating the trauma that people have or don't be invalidating um the experiences people have brought up so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so
1: you're saying the protests in baltimore aren't as uh wild as you've said uh, so i did not say
0: necessarily about baltimore city and its protests um about Uh the situation i have noticed in the news that there has been mixed reactions Uh on the decision of keeping baltimore city like partially open mostly closed Mm -hmm. and i noticed that various people had different ways of interpreting it i think like a couple days ago um Uh fells point had a large spike of people just showing up in baltimore city just showing up they just showed up yeah and and i was just like odd yeah people just really want to be out in the sun but it was clearly not well social distancing um yeah but yeah there's and then some people um are not showing up in person which is. Very huh. healthy thing to do, but rather taking it up on the internet, digital advocacy, campaigning, stuff like that. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> is Baltimore considered like a more democratic, like a more progressive city? Um, I know Maryland is is governed by a, a Republican governor.
0: Yes. So without implicating things that could ruin me twenty thousand years from now or anything uh-huh. otherwise yeah (laughs) i will first and foremost say is
1: is the mayor democratic or is is the mayor a democrat or a republican
0: mayor jack jack mayor jack young i believe is a democrat
1: Uh um
0: i will preface to say that i Uh am not an expert (laughs) in political analysis no it's okay i am not an expert in political science no
1: pressure yeah
0: I am a philosopher. So, yeah. <laughs> so a large, a large part of me is more about yeah. observations, reading a lot of huh. things, gaining perspectives. Yeah. Um, Governor Hogan is like by word a Republican, but it is impressive to see how he's been pretty compromising and pretty moderate on things that like right. some areas he is Republican in, and in some areas he's shown like Democratic-esque things. Yeah. Um, and I think that the response in certain situations has been very appropriate and in other situations it has been um not so appropriate in a way that might be at a at a loss right, to marginalized right, populations or vulnerable right. populations yes yeah, so um,
1: I, w- I won't put you on the spotlight <laughs> i won't try to you know uh have like a gotcha moment it's just uh this no no, no this is me this answering is, it yeah, like yeah. This, is, oh, okay, this is okay, fine. okay. Oh, yeah. hopefully hopefully this is not putting pressure on your no
0: no, no <laughs> not at all.
1: okay okay like, good
0: i just yeah. been thinking about this stuff and like okay, yeah this is, yeah this is it. yeah
1: yeah because um, I found it interesting like you know um, you know progressive people tend to uh, you know support more uh, aggressive measures against the coronavirus while well, um, you know conservatives are are mostly the people who uh, protest I mean you you've seen the protests mm. a lot of people yeah
0: that's a very interesting way have you put it okay yeah. So, <laughs> I would consider myself to be a pretty progressive person right but i would not consider myself to be aggressive and i wouldn't say and i wouldn't be
1: (laughs) oh well the terming not aggressive maybe proactive is a more uh, neutral man
0: (laughs) and i wouldn't say necessarily that people who are conservative on this issue are um ah okay so i wouldn't say that i mean so I, would, wait, wait, let, let's say, okay. Okay. I wouldn't say that someone conservative <laughs> on this issue is, yeah. is like wildly protesting against it. I think that definitely ostracizes people for having a conservative opinion. I do think that people who are reckless, people uh-huh. who are being very um, apathetic to other people's situations are doing things and actions that can jeopardize other people's safety, such as yeah. protesting outside in non-social distancing ways and yeah, not yeah. taking up digital advocacy, and also, oh my God, the, the craziest juxtaposition of the First Amendment of freedom of speech and the juxtaposition of the Second Amendment and the bearing of weapons in protest is a whole <laughs> phenomenon of its own. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what I would say for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't think I let you finish your question. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's part of the question. I mean, it's good, but it's, um, I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I, I'll just say my observations, you know, we all know, uh, you look at the protests, a lot of people are wearing, you know, Make America Great Again hats, you know, it's pretty clear where the partisan line lies, Mm. you know. Uh, People who protest these, uh, you know, uh, stay at home measures are mostly, uh, you know, conservative or uh, support Republican, uh, the Republican Party and, you know, vice versa. So I was just saying, you know, it makes sense for Baltimore to have uh, uh, to be a little bit less um, um, proactive <laughs> in uh, easing the coronavirus measures.
0: See, that's a very interesting observation because I did not think in that perspective for why they were not easing coronavirus measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even think about that. The other perspective I was thinking of why Baltimore City is more cautious about opening Baltimore City to like phase one, phase two, et cetera,
1: uh-huh. is
0: when you look at Baltimore City, which is like sits like if Baltimore County is kind of like legs. If you, if you look up a picture of Baltimore County, it's like really huge. And it's like legs that sits and like right in between the legs is Baltimore city. And what's very interesting is like, it's true. A lot of people in Baltimore County or other counties do work in the city and people in the city work in the County. So if you're going to open certain counties and (laughs) um not open, that's like, that's like one of the things I recently was very concerned about was Uh the What I was concerned about in in this question about whether Baltimore City is opening or not, I was thinking, what is the coordinated effort between the cities and the counties? Mm -hmm. Baltimore County, Baltimore City have like uh, county executive Johnny O and Uh Baltimore City uh, administration have been pretty collaborative in communications of coordinating their decision whether to open or close together, but other counties have it. So I'm thinking, how is an individual who has to go to work in the city coming from a county that is open, but yeah. how does, and versus someone who's in a county that's closed, but even if someone's in a county that's closed, they could still be traveling to another county that is open, uh-huh. um, and that might <laughs> produce a risk to them or a risk to other people in those counties. Yeah. Um, I'm back, yeah. and so I'm just thinking like, how is this being coordinated? Yeah. I just recently, I mean, of course, i just recently read that um, Governor uh-huh. Hogan has, um, opened up testing to much more, yeah. like, largely just, right. uh, you don't need a doctor's appointment, you don't need a doctor's referral, he's setting up sites for people to get right, right. testing, even if Wait, they're asymptomatic. Smith up, Smith
1: up. I yeah. think this is a great transition into our uh, next episode. This will be a cliffhanger where you're <laughs> you're talking about so many interesting points, right? Yeah. So if you want to learn more about this coronavirus epidemic in, uh, in Baltimore City, you'll have to tune into the next episode. So <laughs> this will be our short, you know, it's already been 15 minutes, you know, 20 oh. minutes. I know, time flies, time flies. So uh, flies,
0: Have having fun with
1: Jessup. Exactly, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in in literally five seconds. But this episode will end and then we'll be able to s- see the next one. So do you have any plugs? Uh, Smitha, where can we find you? Do you have Instagram? Yes, do you have LinkedIn?
0: Uh, I got the plugs to put in here. So first uh-huh. and foremost, Please give, a, please give a follow and check out the Professionals in Health podcasting series.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely
0: searchable and findable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts and anywhere you get podcasts. Mm-hmm. you can also check us out, our podcast series on our Instagram and Twitter at pips underscore jh. That is P-I-H-P-S underscore jh. Wow. You could find, if you're interested about just me and my, my interest in life or whatever, uh-huh. <laughs> you can definitely give me a follow on my Twitter. Wow. Um, read it around. I I love Twitter. I like, I like talking and stuff. Um, so if if you're interested to follow me, you can follow me at underscore Smitha Mahesh underscore, which is at (laughs) underscore S M I T H A M A H E S H Uh underscore.
1: Another underscore. Wow. You have a lot of, it's like,
0: my name is between underscores. It just makes it easy stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time.